0: Welcome to the Iowa Blues Showcase, episode 145. Yeah! I still have a cold. Uh, or what I like to call the laryngitis bug. I, I don't know what the deal is this year, but every time I get sick, I can't talk, I can't sing. Singing's even worse. Uh, I don't know. It's been going on since what, November, October. We had a gig uh at the brew house over on in Altoona. Uh, way over on the east side. Actually quite close close to me. And uh I was fine all day. And then I got sick. And as the night went on, I was able to sing like the first song, and then the second song, like, it got worse. And the third song, and I was sick. and I knew I was sick before I even started singing. But I thought, oh, I'll be alright. You know, it won't hit me that hard so quick. And by the middle of the second set, I couldn't sing at all. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And uh, that was... That was the first cold. I got that in November. And it seemed to last for three weeks. And uh, it was weird because the guitar player got it first. Same thing. He couldn't sing. And uh, yeah, I think we missed a couple gigs back then. And then I got it again. And I get it again. I guess it's like the third time I've gotten it. And it seems to last for two, three weeks, and then it finally goes away. And uh, weird, weird bug. Well, anyway, welcome to I Blue Showcase. My name is Tom Gary. This is podcast number one forty-five. It is Sunday. I believe it's March third. I don't know what day it is of twenty nineteen. So I give dates if I can remember to give dates because I know it's kind of important. Although it's not because. The one thing about podcasts, and then this includes myself. I mean, uh I fall behind on a lot of podcasts. Some podcasts I'm I'm well y- a year behind and <laughs> trying to catch up. Uh which is tough. It's hard to do. And uh so that's kind of where we're at. And uh uh also a big shout out and thank you to people downloading uh because I thought I think last week i, I said we had dropped to about eight hundred a month and in one week uh that changed, and we're back to a thousand in <laughs> a month uh and uh I wish I could tell you where exactly all those are coming from uh i was uh i I haven't checked it on my computer yet. I use my cell phone, which has a different stat package from podbean uh but uh I couldn't tell you. I'm assuming it's California. Uh, We love you, California. And at the rate we're going, uh, 14.902, we're 100 downloads away from 1,500, so we'll probably hit that this week. So uh, another milestone Uh, plus we'll be. And I thought for sure we'd hit that at the 50th episode, and instead we have just been... It's just been crazy here at Podcast Central, I tell you, Uh, and uh, thank you, thank you to all the people uh, downloading, and please follow us, that would really help us in the search engine on Podbean, because when you search blues, which I'm doing right now, you come up with... um, uh, the the blues kitchen podcast that's number 1 with 2.5 uh, well that's 2500 uh subscribers so we we won't catch up to them uh talking blues is second with 209 so that that's at least doable we're at what 28 um Uh, Nothing but the Blues is next with 91. Salty Dog with 70. Raven and the Blues, 67. Rockabilly Blues Hour, 58. Blues Foundation, 57. Uh, I don't know if Folly Blues is blues or if that's something else. What is it? No, that's a a sports one. So we can jump over that. Iron City Rocks is not blues. Friday Night Blues doesn't exist anymore than us, 28. So let's do the count down here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, looks like we are ninth. Ninth. We're we we're ahead of uh, unhi- Uncensored History of the Blues. It's just a damn good blues podcast, by the way. Now, some of these I don't believe are on Podbean, and that's why they have weird numbers on them. Uh, but uh, obviously the the gold standard is the Blue's Kitchen podcast because they have over 2 million, 2.3 million downloads. So that's pretty darn impressive. <laughs> like I said, there are podcasts that probably make a million in a week. but We'll never get to that. Um, but we thank you for the 200 or more that we get. Well, yeah, 250, about average a week. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, where are we at tonight? Letters. Letters. We, we get, get stacks,
1: stacks and
0: stacks of letters. 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 Donald Smith there with me, also backing vocals, um, doing the letters theme from the Perry Como show back in the 1950s. All right, where am I at? Letter number one, the wrong paper. Oh yeah, if you'd like to uh if you'd like to have your letter read on the air, or you'd like to be on the show, you can send an email to tgary 62 at gmail.com. That's tgary 62 at gmail.com. All right. Letter number one is from Phil in New York. And also I apologize again for my voice. It sounds like I'm distorting, but that's actually my voice tonight. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Can't figure it out. All right. All right. Who, who are your podcast radio influences? This is Phil from New York. Um. Well, I would say uh, definitely uh, George Harab uh, from the Geologic Podcast. It's a podcast about music and skepticism and just all just I don't know talk. And he does this monologue thing at the beginning of the show. And I sort of, I definitely incorporate that in the beginning of this show. Um, and then also, uh, Prairie Home Companion, uh, that was kind of, uh, the, the, and also David Letterman, uh, the, uh, I Blue Showcase, uh, when we, we do the big shows, uh, w- is kind of a cross between those two. Um, you know, because uh, the music part obviously is *Pray Home Companion, but then the comedy bits are more Letterman-ish than *Pray Home Companion-ish. Does that make sense? <laughs> and then I do like storytelling, too. Uh, so I also uh, like incorporating that part as well. Uh, and I would hope someday that we can Get this going. I promised you the end of February, and here it is, March. And I know we're getting there, though. All right. uh, Let's see, Samantha from Arizona. Uh, Do you know the history of Jimmy Pryor? Holy cow, that would be a long one. Um, I believe he was born in, I want to say, Red Star, West Virginia, near Wheeling. Uh, his daddy was a coal miner. Uh, his mom stayed at home. Uh, he learned piano at the age of four. They had oh, we got a message. No, nothing important. <laughs> All right. What uh, uh, was oh yeah? He, he they had a piano player at home, a, a player piano at home, and that's how he learned to play piano by just resting his hands on the keys and letting the keys play. And he was able to figure out piano that way, and uh he was playing piano uh for his mom and her friends as a little kid then uh let's see uh, he was in his teen years uh he was he went to high school, but he also worked in the mines uh and uh, his brothers worked in the mines and I believe he worked in in uh, colines and he played music. He had a band called Four Aces in high school. He made it through high school, he had a high school degree, uh, which considering the time and being African American, uh, and living in a mining town is quite the accomplishment. Uh, I guess most people would have, uh, would have given up by eighth grade, uh, at that, that time, because we're talking, uh, in the nineteen twenties. Uh, the, the average person had about a 6th to 8th grade uh, education, uh, regardless of race, uh, y- especially because uh, the country was still very rural back then and really didn't need anything but the basics. Because uh, then once you got a, a up to middle school years, you were and or early high school, you were expected to uh, go or work on the farm or work in the mines or work wherever although there were child labor laws by about that time, uh, so that's probably was helpful in keeping him in school. Uh, he went to, uh, let's see, so he worked in the mines for a while, and then uh, that takes us up into the, let's see, when is he 18, 16, 30, okay, so we're up into the early 40s by now. Uh, he's in his late 20s uh, when World War II starts and he uh, signs up and he uh, becomes a truck driver sent to Germany as part of the Red Ball Express. Uh, And uh, he drove uh, across uh, Europe. Uh, When Europe was over, they're going to ship him over to uh, to the uh, Pacific Theater But then the war was over, so he came home. Uh, He stayed, he went back to Virginia. He had a wife there. I believe he had a kid or two. Uh, And he was working for the railroads. Uh, And at some point, uh, fairly quickly after the war, and he had been back and he was working for a railroad probably a couple years, he decided. Uh, to try music again and moved to Detroit (laughs) um, by himself and uh, had a new wife and kids there in Detroit. And uh, he played in the Detroit scene for probably from 50 to 60, probably about about 10 years. And uh, he uh, uh, knew John Lee Hooker really well, Uh, was friends with a lot of the musicians in Detroit, and uh uh was uh working uh he recorded a song for flick although we've never found found i believe his his last wife Cheryl might have found that recording or knows more about it than i do i will check into that for later uh because when i had put that there's a magazine article living blues i would give you the article number that I wrote on that for Living Blues, but I don't remember what it is I don't have it in front of me, but uh, he had told me he recorded for Flick and then somebody who uh, works for Living Blues said no, he didn't, so who knows, but Cheryl's pretty sure he did, so there you go. Uh, Anyway, so uh, 1960, his booking agent agent books him in Des Moines uh, for a two-week engagement at the uh, Billiken which was the big ballroom in Des Moines at Center Street, which was the African-American business community. He was supposed to stay there for two weeks, and when his two-week run was over, he was taking the place of Pee Wee -wee Reese. No. Yeah. 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 Uh, All right. After after he went there for two weeks, uh, he decided that he was going to stick around. And uh he had come to Des Moines uh with a singer named Sweet Georgia Brown. Don't know what her real name was. I just know that was her name. I've seen pictures of her. Uh and so that would be would not be wife number three. Uh, but he does not go back to Detroit and he stays in Des Moines. Uh, eventually he married his third wife, and then when she died, he married his fourth wife. Uh, and he Played Des Moines, and he had uh, two boys uh, uh, that I no three boys, three boys here in town uh, that are still around, and one of them, Leonard, is still in the music business, although he uh, is on the engineering side and he uh, does rap stuff. Uh, let's see, uh, Jimmy uh, played all over Des Moines, uh, and uh, I believe he was uh, ninety when he died. So there you go. That was the short version. Uh <laughs> you want the long version. Uh we'll have to do a long version someday. All right. Where are we at? Uh Steve from Missouri. Uh what's the deal with young people uh in DJs? Uh yeah, I wish I could tell you. I I've I have some of the same feelings that everybody else does about the whole DJ thing. Um uh, I think Part of it is that uh, kids over the last 20 years have grown up listening to music on their computer and on earbuds. And I think part of the problem is that they've gotten really used to that particular sound that you would hear out of that, which would be substandard for a lot of us who grew up with you know, audio file type, <laughs> you know, high-end uh, stereo systems and receivers and preamps and all that stuff, and they, they don't had none of that. And uh, some of them have branched out and bought up stereo consoles uh, that were built in the '50s and '60s uh, and drove those prices way up uh so some of them are getting into uh vinyl and into uh full fidelity uh that or high fidelity uh, s- you know wh- that we would be recognizing uh but not enough and i think if more uh kids would would buy into vinyl or at least buy into better audio or uh, st- uh stereo equipment audio equipment uh that they would probably uh ditch the DJs. Uh but uh right now DJs are rock stars and uh <laughs> from what I can tell when I talk to you know high school and college age kids that that they they are impressed by the show that the DJ puts on as if he's a rock star and you know and that you know the music they hear he's creating which Sometimes they are, uh, but most of the time they're not. Uh, it's But, yeah. And then I think, to auto-tune and some of the other things that have come into popular vogue and recording is, you know, not helped. Um, but there are people in the current generation that, that have mega talent, and there always will be, and eventually I hope that they come to the forefront. I think Lady Gaga is one of them. I know people are gonna hate me for saying that, but uh, she has an amazing talent, and uh, she has an amazing voice. Uh, Christine Aguilar, I know she's probably on the old side, <laughs> but uh, you know she's another one that doesn't need uh, auto tune. And I mean, those are th- that's part of it. And then also, you know, the whole Bro Country thing has been really kind of disaster. But, yeah. Uh, what can I say? All right, so uh, I wish more people were coming out to see live music, but right now DJs rule the world, and uh, I kept thinking it would run its course like it did in the late '70s, but unfortunately, it's not. And it is a bane on our existence. So that's letters, letters. Jono.
1: We get letters, we get back. Uh,
0: ah, <coughs> been one of those. Nights. <laughs> yeah, I should have gotten my seltzer wa- water. I was drinking that during last week's show and I did alright. So all right. Um so tonight is uh Jimmy Pryor with the Bad Boys of the Blues uh at the Hall Avenue. Couldn't tell you exactly when this is recorded. I'm assuming it was recorded uh sometime between uh, February and probably April of 1999. Uh, that would be my guess. On tonight's show, and let me get my right notepad here. Tonight's show. Oh, wrong note. Right note. Um, uh, Woody uh, is going to be singing a lot tonight, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, Scott long on guitar, uh, Jimmy Farr on the bass guitar uh Jimmy Pryor also will be singing a lot and myself also there'll be a mystery guitar player, and Jeff Ward on the trumpet um, the uh i am gonna have to do some editing uh the first song uh, as much as I love it's a it's a otis band tune. Uh, there's something wrong i think one of my mic cables was going bad uh or or maybe the line in was too hot from the board and maybe that was a problem but whatever the problem was um uh, the first song was just totally trash and you could tell i'm swinging dials back and forth trying to get it all working uh not sure what happened There because it continues, but it's listenable after the first song. But uh, you'll notice that uh, if you listen to it on stereo, it may bounce back and forth. And and, uh, there'll be some distortion. And uh, to be honest with you, it kind of caught me by surprise because most of the recordings I did back then didn't do that. And I actually thought it was one of my chords today. So I had to switch out everything and it was still happening. Oh, that. (laughs) That's what was going on. Um, and then the uh, the mystery guitar player. I wish I knew who this guy was, because uh, he plays uh, Scuttle Button, which is uh, a Stevie Ray Von tune. And the only guy I know in my whole life that ever played Scuttle Butting was a guy named Rick Jakes down in Kansas City. And it's not Rick, because Rick didn't come up and play in the jam. Uh, so I don't know uh, what the deal is there. Uh, I wish I knew who this was. Damn good guitar player. Um, and then, unfortunately, uh, you're only going to hear part of uh, Call Me the Breeze right at the very end because uh, the tape ran out. Um, also, the uh, you'll hear mention about the Blues Army of Des Moines. Uh, and again, that Blues Army and Iowa Blues Showcase and all that stuff all started way back in 1999. Uh so it's been a long run twenty year anniversaries for all that stuff uh right now. How about that? Twenty years. Um, let's see, what's the last thing I need to talk to you about? Oh yeah, there's a part uh where we, we didn't finish a song. Uh Jimmy's insisted we, we need to go to the two and there's a turnaround. Um uh uh, bring some <laughs> bring it on home to me. That was a song. Um, it I actually turned my piano on and was trying to figure out what he was wanting us to do, and I s- still didn't figure it out. Um, I'm assuming he's right because he was always right, and uh, you know we were just young and stupid. But uh, yeah, that's still a mystery what exactly he was <laughs> wanting us to do because I thought we were playing it right, but um he must have had a version that was different and uh he probably did cuz he knew a lot of country versions of songs that we didn't um and when when it, he he'd want to do a country tune and I'd try to follow him and I would get lost and uh I wish I had known those songs uh better cuz that would have been fun but uh you know Jimmy was, would go to these uh, jams uh, that uh, the country jams, and uh, and uh, and they all knew him by name because that's one of the things he had to do. And blues wasn't popular in the 70s was he started playing country, and he became very popular in the country circuit. So uh, he even got put in their Hall of Fame. So All right, that's enough. Let's go listen to the iBlues Showcase, the Sunday Night Blues Showcase, at the Hall Avenue back in 1999 with the immortal Mr. Jimmy Pryor on the Iowa Blues Showcase. Oh, the hurricane and I yeah. come play in your town that I love coming together baby. love my loving all the time
1: well I like my pocket made my whiskey to
0: Ladies and gentlemen let's hear here for the star of the show originally from Detroit Michigan the man that was king of Center Street and still is ladies and gentlemen the one and only the midnight cowboy Mr. Jimmy Pryor hello 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 James
1: Brown. James Brown is the king of the godfather of soul. I'm the godfather of the blues. All right, we're going to tell you just like it is with a one, two, G, one, two, three, four. Ah. Sunday. Every day I have blues You see me coming, big, You are here to lose Nobody loves me Nobody seems to care That's all right Nobody loves me Nobody seems to care Seems like bad luck and trouble You know Myself. every day, every day, every day, I have the blues, every day, baby, I have the blues, you sit me running, babe, you hate to lose the big bad boys with the blues, now look out. Never plan to motor west Louis and Missouri, Oklahoma City, mighty pretty. Oh, gee, New Mexico. Flagstaff, that do don't believe it. Oh, no, keep my, my with you. Still brand new Travel my way, that's the highway, that's the best. Sit your teeth On this sit, sit, Bad Boys and the Blues One more time Yeah. Yay! Yeah. All right. One more time. Get him, Tom. Come on. I'm going to Kansas City. Baby here, I come. To Kansas City, baby, here I come. They got that crazy wheel it. I'm gonna get the summer. I'll be standing on that corner. 12th Street Five. I might be on that next corner. 18th and fine. With my Kansas City. We're on you. If you ever change your mind About leaving, leaving me behind Yeah, yeah, bring it to me Bring your sweet loving Bring it on, on to me you do Who's Ray. So, honey, this goes out to you wherever you might be.
0: This woman I've got, she treats me like a king. We never fuss and baby. She wears my. Take a really, really short break. I'm going to get the sign-up up for you musicians out there to sign up so we know who you are and where you are. We'll go ahead and get the GM going. And uh, we're going to get Jimmy back up here, too, so don't go nowhere. Please drink lots and lots and lots and lots of alcoholic beverages. And then when you're done, just leave your billfold on the bar, and the bartender will take care of it for you, okay? All right. Also, if you'd like to know where uh, where uh, Jimmy's at every weekend and where uh, Fat Tuesday is at, um, we got a, a uh, email sign-up list for you. It's called the Blues Army. If you'd like to join up, it's free. All you got to do is sign up your name and also your email if you got it, and we'll keep up, keep you in touch weekly on where these guys are at. See, he was at Court Avenue until 5 o'clock this morning, and, and and you didn't even know that, did you? But if you had email, you would have known.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and finally, too, we do have some CDs available. we got the Iowa Blues Comp 4. It's got all the great Iowa Blues acts if you want one. It's only 10 bucks tonight. So uh, if you want to just come on up here, and we'll get you set up. All right. <laughs>
1: uh. So, Tom, get up here and play some uh, piano. We're gonna do an old J.J. Kale song for you.
0: Um <coughs> so uh, anyway, wow, now I think that time I actually distorted. Sorry about that. I was talking the wrong part of the mic <laughs> um, so there you go, uh, again, I wish I knew who that guitar player was uh, next week, we'll hopefully hear uh side b of that if there is a side b, how do you turn it over to play it? I just listened to the first side, and I'll listen to the second side later on, and we'll if there is a side b, there'll be a side b also. Uh, within the next week or two, uh, hopefully we'll have a show dedicated to Big D, who uh, also is from Detroit. Uh, I believe he's in his 80s right now. Uh, he followed Jimmy over, uh, from, uh, Detroit to Des Moines, or he may have got here before Jimmy. I'm not really sure. He said both things to me. Uh, but Big D, uh, is a treasure here in town that, uh, People don't know about him. I brought him up to uh, a couple people, and hopefully, somehow, someway, he'll get into the Iowa Blues Hall of Fame. That's where he belongs. Um, But uh, yeah, hopefully, we'll have a show uh, dedicated to him in a couple weeks. Uh, I've got enough hours, hours, minutes of him to be able to put on a show, but... uh, Uh, Part of the problem with recording him, uh, he plays at Fat Tuesdays, which is an awesome uh, Louisiana Cajun restaurant, which if you're in town, you should try. It's very small, but it's very good. um, And the red beans and rice are amazing. Uh, But uh, he plays there on Fridays and Saturdays, and that's the only place he plays. And I think he feels really comfortable there because I think he's able to keep all his stuff there, so he just has to show up and plug in and play. Uh, and, uh, like I said, he's, he's getting up there in age and, uh, so, uh, and he plays harmonica, uh, and guitar and sings, uh, and, uh, what he gets out of that harmonica without using his hands is amazing. Uh, so, uh, hopefully, you know, a, a couple of weeks, uh, you'll have a show toward, Big D. All right. uh, we got to go. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show tonight. I want to thank all you that download. And please follow us. That helps us in the search engine, engines on Podbean. Uh, following us, if you do that, then uh, hopefully. Uh, you know, it doesn't really automatically download like if you were to, to subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play, but do that. Uh, if you're on those too. Uh, because uh, the more the merrier. And uh, please, 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 uh, you know, uh, if, if you are a fan of the blues, uh, go out and listen to the, to the musicians that are playing in your town uh, or all over the world because uh, the only way the blues survives is by you going out there and keeping it alive. We really appreciate it. Uh, here in the states, because many times the blues has been down here. Uh, you guys out there in Europe have uh, We appreciate uh, the people of England and France that really, really, really dedicate to blues. All right, we gotta go because my voice is going. and We'll see you next week on the Iowa Blues Showcase.